Hiya, Daniel. Mark from Sky Sports. Can you hear me okay? Yes, okay, Mark. All good. Great to see you, Daniel. We'll start with the disappointment of, of last week. It looked like at one stage you might pick up your first win in the Premier League, but 10 games in, still just two points on the board. Have you seen a really positive reaction from the players in training? And what have you done perhaps differently this week to what you've done in previous weeks to try and change the direction of your season? Yes, first of all, I think it's always important uh, to uh, to be honest and not to hide between uh, behind the facts. So for me, a Premier League season is always split into into three parts. So the first part are always the first ten games, and um, yes, of course, every each and every team wants to start as as positive and as strong as possible. And as a newly promoted side or a side who fights against relegation, let's be honest: in this first ten games, you should be there and win eight, nine, perhaps even ten points to have a solid foundation for the for the whole season. And um, yes, with just uh, two points, we're nowhere near to this uh, to this target. And uh, yeah, at the moment, you have to say then it's definitely not not good enough in order to earn the right also to stay on this level for, for another year. That's uh, definitely a fact. Then the next upcoming games is more like the main part of the season. The next 20 games is more like the period when the table is made. And actually, you should need um, to win 18, 19 points out of this period in order to bring yourself in a, in a good position then for the crunch time period, the third part, the last eight games, when it's also about, about keeping the nerves, about staying cool and uh, with some results to bring it over the line. So uh, again, so you should be there after 30 games, let's be honest, with 28, 29 points. And yeah, you have to say we're heading right now into the second part of the, um, uh, of the season. So this 20 games when the, when the table is made, and um, yeah, let's be honest, normally 80, 90 points, which would be normally the target, won't be enough for us. So pressure is a bit on us. Um, so to win more than 20 points, perhaps even 25 points during this period. And um, yes, let's be honest, it's, it's definitely possible. And we are also convinced that we're capable to do this. But it's also a big ask for a team who was just capable to win just two points out of their first 10 games. So this is more or less a situation anyhow. And, and we, we know that the pressure after 10 games and just two points, um, a bit is, uh, is on us. Um, it's more like we were focused during this week on, in order um, how, how we approach also this uh, next, next uh, main part of the, of the season. And um, what, we, what we have to do, it's not like against Leeds, it's not like against Brighton or Burnley or Arsenal or Everton or Watford um, or Leicester. They've played us out of the park. It was always like, a goalless draw, or mostly we lost with one goal, always always a bit unlucky. Uh, but always unlucky is also not good enough anyhow. We were focused during, during this week uh, on the topics what we have to improve. And there are two things, so uh, we definitely have to improve in, in both boxes. Um, the, the quality in both boxes has to be better, yeah, because we're not playing for warm words or for, for having tight games or for some compliments or um, some sympathy because of unlucky VAR decisions. We're playing for points, and if you want to get points, we need to, to improve in, in, uh, in both boxes. And the second topic also in comparison to Leeds game, I got the feeling so we need to return a bit more uh, to, to our normal DNA with dominating the ball a bit better and, and uh, being, being better and dominating in, in possession. I got the feeling against Leeds, we're definitely not the, the worst side, but I think we also played with too many chip balls, too many long balls, anyhow to return a bit back to, to be better in our possession uh, was also quite a topic during, uh, during, during this week. So, of course, in general, so against the big teams, also not that easy anyhow to dominate Man City and Chelsea anyhow with 80% possession. But in general, I got the feeling so this is also a topic we, we need to improve. And 
this is the situation. This was our focus then, uh, during, during this week. Uh, yes, because obviously the pressure right now in the next 20 games is on us and uh, we want to win as many points as possible. You talk about the pressure and clearly the, the biggest amount of pressure you'll receive will be that from yourself, that you'll, you'll put on yourself to, to achieve things and be successful. Have you had any pressure from the board in any capacity? Have you had the chance to sit down with Stuart Weber and gauge their thought process on the first 10 games of the season? Do you feel like your job is safe at the moment? It's, it's really not, not one moment where I waste some energy or some time in order to think about myself. I'm, I'm, otherwise, I wouldn't have the energy anyhow and, and the concentration to help my players. This is my, uh, my only topic. And uh, listen, we are always, each and every day, we're, we're in, in, in talks. And on this level, um, yeah, let's be honest, you always have pressure. That's also quite, uh, quite normal. And, and uh, it's the same for us. And we're talking each and every day, especially also... Uh, my sporting director and me, we're talking each every day and we're not happy with the, with the status quo. So fact is we're not happy with the first with the outcome of the first 10, 10 games. We're not happy with um, just two points on the board. We're not happy with not winning one game so far anyhow. And we're always honest and self-critical in this, uh, in this uh, topic. And in general, we're working with many, many young players. And I, I've spoken also quite honest before the season starts that I'm fully convinced of, of the potential and I'm, I'm, I'm fully convinced that we are better prepared than, than two years ago because as much as I loved also the players two years ago and, and we had fantastic characters who's done, who have done well really for this, uh, for this club but if we are really honest one or two players have left us and are still playing on the, on the top level and we earned lots of money with them like with Ben Godfrey and Emil Buendia for example but all the other players who have left uh, in comparison to two years ago not one of them is playing in the in the, in the top countries of uh, or who are there with the um, um, main countries of football at the moment. So they are playing in leagues uh, anyhow that are not that interesting. And if they are still playing in in um, top countries like Germany or England, they are struggling to be regular starters in the second tier. That's a reality. So um, and uh, in general, I got the feeling right now we have players uh, who have more potential, and I'm fully convinced of my players. I'm fully convinced that one day players like Josh Sargent, who is just 21, like Ozan Kabak, who is just 21, like Andrew Omomidele, like um, Brendan Williams, like Billy Gilmore, um, like Christo Solis, like Adam Ida, they will be all be at one point really good Premier League players. I'm 100% I'm convinced that even players who are perhaps a bit older, but still there with their first season of Premier League football, like Milo Drasica or Matthias Norman, they are for me also really, really good Premier League players, and they will prove this anyhow. Um, and my feeling is also that the longer they play on this level and, and the longer the season will last, the better these players will be because they are more or less in the, in the first season of, of English football. And we are honest. So we were, of course, hoping for a bit better start because when you work with many young players, many young loan players, many players with the first experience in, uh, in, on Premier League level, uh, you're hoping for a good start because then sometimes it's easier also to, to develop them, to improve them. And sometimes they are straight away then flying and you're competitive on this level. After a tough start, due to several reasons, I don't want um, to um, remain um, and, and repeat them again anyhow, then it's perhaps even more difficult to bring them onto, onto this level. And this is more, more or less like my, my only topic. So um, I'm fully convinced of this group. I'm fully convinced of these players. And right now what we have to do in order to what I mentioned to improve our quality in both boxes, also in order to improve our possession, our, our normal DNA again, is more like to improve these players individually and then also as a, as a group. Yeah? Perhaps sometimes also 
to find then the right setup between supporting these young players, but not throwing them um, too much into the cold water and at least not too many at the same time out of them. And this is more or less my topic. And listen, this is in, in our situation, the main topic to improve this young players, to improve this young group, and then the end to, to, to find this quality. And um, again, I'm, I'm just concentrated on uh, on the shop and uh, believe me, so I'm, um, I'm also not addicted to, to to any contracts or to money or something like this. I'm in a privileged situation. It's, it's, it's different to in comparison perhaps to 10 years ago once I once I started my uh, my career as a coach. If I would have the feeling I'm not the right one anyhow to do this, to improve these players and make them better. If I would have the feeling there's someone out uh, who would do this, uh, this in a better way anyhow. Um, I would be the first one who knocks at the door at, at our key people, and I also got the same feeling with uh, with our uh, with our board. Um, it's and also our key people. Right? It's, it's just if they have the feeling anyhow that there's someone out who is better for this group and who works better with this group, um, yeah, they would they would sign them up. That's also definitely uh, definitely the fact. So um, in 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 the, on this level, it's not uh, about what what happened in the past. So. Um, let's be honest. So for me, it's also not important what happened in the uh, in the in the last ten games. Yeah, with with all respect, also to myself, but also all respect, whatever, to our bus driver. But let's be honest. Uh, even if our bus driver would be in charge for the first ten games, he couldn't be there with um, much less points. Uh, let's let's be honest. So two points in, in ten games. Yeah, you have to be honest and realistic. And you know, it's uh, it's I think a fair point to say. But there's also not a guarantee that. Whoever would be in charge, let's say one of the coaches in the in the top three, three Thomas or Jürgen or Pep would be in charge, uh, they would have won more points. But that's also not the topic, anyhow. That's that's not, not important. It's also not important that we had the best season of the history in last season, or we won in the last three years two times the championship title. It's it's not that the board or our key people um, think about what what happened in the past and we have to be grateful and thankful or that I think I'm such a great coach because I was whatever championship manager of the year in last season and I think runner up on the shortlist um, behind Pep anyhow in, in this country. It's not important for me, just important. Not what happened in the past, not what happened in the first 10 games. It's more like what, who is the right guy in charge in order to lead this club and to develop these young players. And um, believe me, I'm, I'm always a fighter. I'm also fully convinced um, that we can improve. And if I wouldn't be convinced, I would be the first one who knocks Uh, at the door of, of my of my uh, main people anyhow and this is our situation so for that i'm not one percent thinking about this topic anyhow i'm just concentrating on okay how can i help this young players how can i help my players who are also struggling a bit with, with confidence with wisdom with adapting to this top level when i think for example about josh Sargent, always great great work effort great great work ethic he he fights each and every game works his socks off Yes, but of course we want him to get off the target in terms of scoring goals and, and this is this how I want to help him. And Ozan Kabak, for example, I think he was there with an excellent performance. But he's still a young player anyhow. Um, he's just 21 and, and if he's then 25, he probably won't take that much risk in the build-up like he did, uh, for example, before the second goal for, for, for Leeds. And we know once, once you work with young players anyhow, then they are sometimes there with mistakes or they are not there with this unbelievable consistency and effectiveness anyhow. but this is what we have to deliver in order to improve and uh, for that i'm just concentrating on this topic and not not on each and everything else i'd like to meet the bus driver um, his name by the way he was a few times 
um, already in the in the in the media. I think we had a few topics with him. Great guy, um, but I also don't think he would be he would like to be in my job at the moment. That's definitely for sure. <laughs> Final question from me, and I'll let someone else have a crack. Up next in the Premier League, you've got Brentford, a side you know very well, a side that got promoted from the Championship with you last season, a side that last year you picked up a win and a point again. So you took four points from six. Why perhaps in your own analyst, uh, analysis do you think that Brentford have had a much stronger start and, and adapted to the Premier League differently to perhaps Norwich have? First of all, I'm full of compliments. I think Thomas has done a fantastic fantastic job um, the club with their consistency and then the past years they deserve all the praise and they've done brilliantly and, and i mentioned the target is always for a newly promoted side eight nine perhaps even ten points after the first 10 games they are thing uh, they are currently on 12 points i think that's a fantastic outcome and they deserve uh, they deserve uh, all the praise um on this level it's always about about fine margins um i think they were unbelievably competitive and and strong in their in their setup in their 352 difficult difficult to beat um in general it's also like um i wouldn't label it luck they 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 use also a bit like the perhaps a bit a hint of uh, of fate in the beginning of the season so they had the fictitious first home game against against arsenal it was a tight game and arsenal played um after a short preseason for them without lacassette without obameyang without Odegaard. Saka just there after the Euros, and you know, he was not available for the starting lineup. And um, then, with all the earth rhythm, they were able to beat them in the, in the first game. Uh, with Arsenal, without the key players, had already three points on the board. Then you take this confidence into the next game. I think next game was then a draw away at Crystal Palace or something like this. And you have already four points on the board, and you play with a different different mindset and more confidence and less pressure in comparison. For example, to us, uh, we have started against Liverpool with all the uh, key players available and and away at Man City, and um, although no one expects us to win points in this type of games, but you are then there with two losses, with conceding many goals, and then sometimes it's a bit like a, a circle. And and when you're on the winning circle, um, it's more like you just want to keep going. And when you're then perhaps in the in the circle with difficult results, it's also difficult to break the circle anyhow. And um, yes, they've used this anyhow and and add a few points. And um, yeah, they deserve all the praise. Um, and, and I'm also full of respect and I think they have a fantastic job and uh, Thomas has done a fantastic job and they have all chances to be uh, to be in a, in a good position also after 38 games. But yeah, let's be honest. So with all the praise, it's also important where you are after 38 games and uh, let's see where we are after 30 games, eight games. We want to be in a good position and I also um, my fingers are also crossed for Brentford that they are also in a, uh, in a good position after 38 games. I would definitely take this. Um, if we're both clubs would be would be there over the line after 38 games because I've also lots of lots of um, respect and and um, yeah I like them a lot and I like what they're doing uh, over there but nevertheless we want to be there with with a competitive game tomorrow and uh, nevertheless we want to want to win the points I don't think that the four points in last season will help us uh, tomorrow but uh, we know that of course in this type of games we are definitely capable to win some points but for that we have to improve our quality in both boxes. And if we are capable to do this, then we definitely also have a chance to win points tomorrow. Thanks for your, your answers, Daniel. All the best for the weekend. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Anne-Marie. Good afternoon, Daniel. Anne-Marie, hi. Hello. Um, Brentford might or may view this match as a chance to return to winning ways. 
after a three-game losing run. How do you see Norwich getting the three points? Concentrated uh, on, on our approach, I think, in comparison to the Leeds game, we have to return back to dominate possession a bit more, and especially against against Brentford, quite uh, quite important because um, their biggest strengths uh, are the counter attacks and and are of course also like set pieces. Anyhow, long through in wide area free kicks, uh, corner kicks. So for that, you need to dominate possession and keep them. Uh, as far away as possible from your own goal and you have to make sure that you look after each and every pass because they use with their compact setup each and every moment uh, of transition for, for quick counterattacks and you want to control this this moment and this is more or less a setup um, we have to we have, have to be good and we have to be good in possession and again of course yeah to, to improve like a, what I spoke about to improve also our efficiency in both boxes if we do this then we have also a good chance to win points. Is there a sense of optimism in the team, given Brentford's loss of form and the fact that Norwich is unbeaten in their last five meetings? No, we are sitting uh, at the moment in position 20 in the, the league and we are winless. So for that, it's not like we are celebrating happy days because uh, Brentford has lost their last three fixtures. Again, we are respectful. We know that they have, have a strong start. But on this level, there's always uh, always fine margins. Anyhow, and they had also some unlucky losses. Anyhow, exactly like we were perhaps unlucky also to lose a game against um, against Leeds or our second last home game, not to win against Brighton. Anyhow, so um, fine margins are always important for that. We are just concentrating on ourselves and don't take any encouragement of perhaps a few losses of them in the, in the recent games. We're just focused on ourselves. And finally, from me, um, if they're selected, of course, Timu Puki and Josh Sargent, how could they push the Brentford defence to make unforced errors on Saturday? Well, in, uh, in general, so it's it's always important when, when you have a run of not scoring as offensive players to concentrate uh, a bit more like on what you have to do in, in terms of working for the team, in terms of pressing, also in terms of making the runs, being tidy with the first touch. It's not like you, you sit at home and, and pray for some luck or pray for some goals. You have to concentrate on uh, on uh, your contents and uh, the topics. And you know, this is the most important uh, topic and not like uh, addicted just to think about goal, goal, goal. It's more like work your socks off, be really, really concentrated on focus. And then it's more like this is how you force your luck. And once you then get off the mark again and you, know, you have find the first goal, sometimes you find it really, really easy also to find the next anyhow. But um, it's always the same. Hard work is always the answer for everything. Best of luck on Sasse, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Okay, if we go to Paddy David, please, from EDP. Daniel, how are you? Daniel, hi. All right. Thank you. Good man, good man. Thanks for your time, as always. Um, probably start with the, uh, his squad news. Grant Hanley, uh, we know he had the crawling issue, lasted until the last few minutes, last Saturday, uh, sorry, Sunday afternoon, but how's he looking for tomorrow? Yeah, it's not available. Groin, adductor issue, anyhow, he's out. Uh, we'll also miss uh, um, games for, for Scotland, anyhow, he's out for two to three weeks. There's perhaps a little bit of hope that he comes or is available for the next home game anyhow, but it's also pretty doubtful. Yes, we have to wait how the we uh, will develop. Um, so obviously in that context, very good to have Ben Gibson back from suspension. Yes, that's right. So of course, um, one topic was was not helpful for the Chelsea game to have him not available. And um, yeah, we missed him also in the, in the last game, no doubt about this, because Ben is a big leader for our group. 
Um, there's also a big, a big question mark be, uh, behind uh, Ozan Kabak. Um, he's, uh, he's struggling with glandular, glandular, glandular fever anyhow. And um, a big question mark is he, if he's really available for tomorrow. So he could also miss out. And of, of course, also Christoph Zimmerman is uh, still out. Uh, so for that, even, even better that we have Ben Gibson back available. Uh, other than those guys, no other issues from the lads who were on duty last Sunday? No, all the other players are uh, are available. Again, with some biomedicine back in training, so we will still be careful. It's not a topic uh, for this game then. But uh, apart from this, um, yes, all the others, at the moment at least, should be available. Uh, you say Byron, not a topic. 23s, I think, are playing tonight. Would it be fair to think Todd Cantwell might feature in that game this evening? Yes, we will see. So not a, not a topic for us at the moment. So again, I'm, I've made my point uh, also in the, uh, in the last weeks end of last week he was again not uh, not uh, able um, to train to to back problems and uh, wasn't able then to play for the for the under 23 at, uh, at Newcastle and also for that um, he can't be then seven days uh, later topic anyhow for for first team is also not um, also doesn't fit to my values or my principles it's not like because we have lost the game anyhow I lose my nerves and right now I lose all the values and principles how we how we work and then bring a player out of panic uh, back in anyhow the first topic is more or less like it's due to him uh, he has to make sure that he can train two weeks in a row anyhow without mistake without uh, being out due to injuries or whatever reasons anyhow so that's the first step uh, anyhow he needs to to find his rhythm his fitness back to be then prepared for Premier League level, but at the moment um, he's he's um, not even uh, close anyhow. So um, again, he missed again training sessions, even the game on on last um, for the under twenty three last uh, last weekend. So for that, not a topic for the first team at the moment. Okay, picking up on one or two of the bits you've already been asked this afternoon. You say you're not wasting even a minute on of your energy on you know questions about your future. But there's a lot of people who are and, and have a lot to say. I mean, as the man who's in the middle of all that. As much as you want to block it out, does it? Does this now feel like maybe the toughest spell in your coaching career? All that external, outside noise. No, uh, if I'm honest, the toughest spell so far was uh, really my first year in, uh, in charge here because um, I got the feeling so you have to fight a fight that is actually so unlikely to win it anyhow because this club was under unbelievable financial pressure. Um, we, we had to sell our best players. The expectations were unbelievable high. Everyone expected more or less like to fight for, for promotion already. Um, we, our squad was too old, too expensive. We need to get, with all respect, to, but to get rid of some of really top characters and top players and some legends, but we, we were simply a bit like um, not on the peak anymore. And, and, but we were still relying that these players anyhow supported us and, and delivered, especially in the, in the first season. Anyhow, we didn't have money to to bring quality players in we need to um to develop young players and also to do this as a coach who has nothing on his cv who was the first coach from abroad not a native speaker anyhow um in this league anyhow also with, uh, with different principles how to play football possession based um fluent football where everyone speaks about championship is all about experience and and physicality anyhow um, it seemed uh, like we were fighting a fight that you, you that you can't, can't win anyhow, and um, that was really the toughest battle. Right now, situation is, uh, is difficult. I've got also, with all respect, and, and also staying humble much more on my CV anyhow. I've also proved a bit my point, so I don't have the feeling anyhow. I have to doubt myself too much anyhow. If it's difficult to compete with the best teams in the, in the league of this country, and like I mentioned before, I've, 
I've got a group of, uh, of players with lots of potential. So many young players, perhaps many more young players and, and lone players or players in their first season of Premier League level in comparison to all our other opponents on this level, but um, a group with lots of potential. It's more like just, come on, that they find their rhythm, that they find their confidence and to develop them. And it's, it's still a big ask anyhow, because we have to develop them pretty quick because we are in the spotlight and on this level, the pressure is always on us, but um, there are many, many uh, also things that encourage me also like the mindset of my players and and especially their potential anyhow so we have a clear role and a clear path it's still a big ask anyhow and a big challenge and if i'm honest i i rather have the pressure and the spotlight a bit more on me because uh, i can handle this so for me it's not important i'm it's it's more or less like what you have to accept as a as a as a coach uh, in my first year everyone was asking myself and after in the second year yeah, they want to build a stadium in the third year, then they were asking again, anyhow, fourth year, yeah, celebrating again, and then there are again questions. I'm used to it. I'm old enough, sadly, I'm old enough. Um, you know, I can handle it. And if this means that the players are not that much in the spotlight, especially the young players, or uh, even sometimes our experienced players are sometimes there with mistakes. If there's not too much criticism, not too much spotlight on them, uh, I'm happy because um, they should work as calmed and as composed uh, as, uh, as possible still with demands and still also challenging yeah, because we're not happy with the status quo. There's also no doubt about this. Um, but believe me, I'm, I'm also was always a fighter as a player. I'm also a fighter as a coach. So for me, it's never like you crack, crack. I will never crack under, uh, under fight. It's never guaranteed that we are there with the, with the outcome that we will all wish yeah, because the outcome is there that we will be there in the end with close to 40 points and, and over the line. It's, it's a marathon. It's a big ask, especially after starting just with two points out of the first time game I'm, but I'm still in a, in a good mood and also full of confidence and full of full of fire and, and fighting spirit that we can achieve this certainly I can, can, can't guarantee this uh, because we are there working with, with young players but I um, know exactly what I have to do and know exactly what we have to do in order to be successful and right now it's up, up to us to prove that we're capable to achieve this that we're capable to improve that we are capable to deliver more consistency more quality especially in the boxes we turn a bit more to our dna possession-based football and um, yeah most important to win points uh, just two more then daniel if i can um taking the point you've made about younger players and obviously if you'd got off to a good start and carried that momentum on from the championship it's a lot easier for these younger players you know they have that confidence and they don't look behind them but it's gone the other way but then you know, you come out after the Leeds game and say maybe the quality is lacking. Do you understand then in that context why maybe there's a few fans who would look at the business you've done in the summer and feel, well, how can that be the case? That, you know, you're basically saying that maybe there is a lack of quality given what you tried to do in the window or have you made more or less answered that by it's, it's easier for younger players to, to adapt if, you know, the wind is at their backs rather than in their faces? Yes, I think it's always important to be to be honest. And what I've said is that at the moment, the quality and the both boxes uh, is lacking uh, at the moment. But uh, there's not a lack of uh, of potential. And uh, again, I'm also fully convinced that, for example, the club and Stuart Weber has done an outstanding job because, like I mentioned before, two years ago, uh, we had a group of players. Let's be honest, we were heading into the into the Premier League, and these players were struggling before. Many of them, for example, were playing in our for a contract in the second tier in, in Germany. We had to be competitive on Premier League level. And um, it was unbelievably difficult. But our hands were a bit tied to do some financial sins in the past. This time around, it was, of course, different anyhow. Um, 
but we could also use the cell of, of Emil Buendia. And you know, it's of course not normal for a, a newly promoted side that you have to sell properly your best player, and, you know, because you want to keep your best players together. But we could use this money in order to bring some players with lots of potential. And it was still not possible, let's be honest, yeah, for us to bring, for example, a player, if you want to bring a striker in on this level, who is a proven goal scorer, Danny Ings, and you, know, yeah, you probably need 25, 30 million pounds. We were not capable to do this. So for that, we opted to go with Josh Sargent. And believe me, this guy is full of potential. He's working so hard and one day he will be one of really, um, really, really good Premier League strikers. Also delivering with many goals, with many assists. But of course, when you go for such a young guy anyhow, with lots of potential, who has proved at least on Bundesliga level already, uh, it's not a guarantee that he can deliver with this consistency, like for example, uh, Danny Ings. All the same is also there in terms of in terms of centre backs. Yeah, of course, we had also some centre backs we wanted to bring in, but it would have meant anyhow to to spend 15, 20 million pounds for this uh, for these players. But also, I think it's on the secret some offers for players with with quality, but these were uh, rejected anyhow. And it's it's also still important anyhow. To be, to be brutally honest, and if there's a question, how can that be that we are not capable to bring a player like Danny Ings in or proven uh, Premier League uh, centre-back anyhow? Yes, that's what we are. No, it should. He's a self-funding club and we don't um, um, risk the future of the club and we don't spend money that we don't have. So we have to earn the money before we can spend it. So we earned the money with Emi Buendia and we brought then with, with this money all the players in, um, Josh Sargent, Milo Trasica, Pierre Lesmelu, uh, Angus Gunn, uh, Bren Williams unknown, Billy Gilmore unknown, um, and all the other players. So it's it's Matthias Norman, for example, Ozan Kabak on uh, unknown. And I think these are all players with unbelievable potential, more potential than the players, with all respect to them, as much as I loved this type of players two years ago. And they've done fantastic for us, on especially on championship level. But these are also players who will be one day competitive on, on Premier League level. And we even knew uh, in the summer, yeah, of course, it's easier if you have a good start in terms of confidence, in terms of, in terms of rhythm. If you don't have a good start, then it could be also a bit tricky because we work with many lone players, we may work with many young players. But let's be honest, in our first season on Premier League level, this will be always our approach. And this, we, we also have to be honest in, in these topics. If you are capable to stay for one, two, three years in a row on Premier League level, then hopefully we are also capable to bring a striker in who costs 20 million pounds, who to bring a centre back and who costs 50 million pounds. At the moment, or at least in last summer, we are not capable to do this. We need also a little bit that, yeah, a bit of okay, it works straight away with this young players in order to then take the next steps. Because as soon as these young players work, they have then the quality for Premier League level, and then you can concentrate perhaps on the next transfer window to bring this one or two players in for 15, 20 million points, not seven or eight players anyhow. To, to add then this extra bit of quality. Yes, perhaps even to not to be worried even about relegation, but yes, in the first season, it will always be a long, a tough struggle anyhow. And, and uh, sadly, yeah, we couldn't give a guarantee that it works out. Uh, if it would be that easy, let's be honest, in the last three, two or three decades, we would have been able to manage uh, to stay longer on the uh, Premier League level. That's just a brutal uh, honesty. But it doesn't mean that we give up. So, like I mentioned before, I'm I'm fully convinced of this uh, of this uh, of this group that they have the potential. Anyhow, it's tricky, yeah, because yeah, with with young players, you never have a guarantee that they adapt pretty pretty quick, and especially after a tough start. Anyhow, yes, and let's be honest, the pressure is on us. So, next 20 games, we need to win 
probably 20, 25 points in order to give ourselves a chance in last eight, eight games to bring it over the line. It's, it's a big ask for such a young squad, but we are fully convinced still, and I'm also fully convinced that we can do this. And I got the feeling the club and Stuart um, has backed us also what we want to do as much as it was possible with this club uh, in the uh, in the summer, yes. And some other clubs were then not in this need perhaps to, to sell one of their key players. They were then capable to bring players for 15, 20 million pounds in. But again, it's I don't want to use as an excuse, it's just a fact. So I'm fully convinced that Ozan Kabak, like Matthias Norman, Josh Sargent, Milad Vazica, uh, even Pialis Menu is in a good age and, and in his first season of, of Premier League football, they will be one day players who are then rated with 15, 20 million pounds. And yeah, then we are in a much better position uh, as a club. But yes, at the moment, it's uh, like I mentioned, yeah, two, two points after 10 games. It's tough. It's also tough. You don't have any arguments. And for that, there's also all the criticism is right. You can't hide away and you have to accept this because you don't have any arguments on your side. It's just for me and for us also quite important not to lose the nerves and not to lose the beliefs. And especially also for me not to believe uh, not to lose the belief in, in our players because I'm fully convinced of this squad. Thanks for that, Daniel. And, and just final one, and you've said it two or three times today, and, and I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of Norwich fans very happy to hear it, talking about trying to get back to your DNA, you know, passing possession football. Do you think that was maybe something that had to slip down a little bit in terms of when you post Watford, maybe tweak the setup of the side and, as you rightly said, more focused on defensive resolution and trying to be better against the ball? Do you think that kind of got lost a little bit, but you obviously now have realised, having said you've trained or focused on it a little bit more in training this week, that's something that needs to come back into your game. It's always difficult to find the right balance, but after conceding too many goals, it was definitely important to, to have the focus a bit more like on being absolutely compact at the at the back. It was the right choice. Otherwise, I'll be honest, we wouldn't be come away with a goalless draw against um, um, Burnley, would have conceded there and would have lost this game. And also against Brighton at home, it was... It was the first basement, uh, anyhow, to be rock solid uh, at the back in order to give ourselves a chance to win this game. Yes, again, Chelsea was, uh, was of course, a different different opponent and they were one or two levels above us. And um, again, I got the feeling so we were also against Leeds, not they had unbelievable amount of chances, anyhow, so we conceded unnecessary goals. We were also solid and it, it's also important to go further on with being rock solid at the back, so otherwise we won't have a chance to to win in the next 20 games, 20 or 25 points anyhow. So we need to be rock solid at the back. But I also got the feeling um, against Leeds, for example, we played with too many long balls, too many chip balls, were a bit too direct in our approach. And uh, let's be honest, with our type of players that we have yeah, up front, we will never be the time who will um, battle all the other sides with being there with um, better physicality or better just on second balls. If you have to be there for this battle, yes, of course you have to take this and uh, and um, also have to have to be competitive in these topics. But it's also important that we don't lose our our DNA. And um, by saying this, I know it's difficult when you have difficult away games on this level to dom dominate possession with 70, 80 percent. But uh, I mean a bit more like the approach how we build up the game, how we find in our offensive players, not like they always get the ball anyhow. Um, three yards high, it's more like they need the ball into the feet, they need the ball into the space and we uh, want to return back, a little bit back to this behavior also in the upcoming games. We know there are also tough opponents who won't allow this or won't make it for us easy or it's perhaps not that easy to bring this 100% through like on on, um, on championship level. But in general, I think 
we need to be got also in our, in our normal DNA to find this balance uh, is always quite important. Thanks for that, Daniel. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Thanks, Paddy. And finally, if we could end with Rob Butler, please. Rob. Thanks, Dan. Hello, Daniel. Rob, hi. If someone could just let me record at my end, please, if that's all right. Just so there you go. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Right, Daniel, just double checking on, on Todd Campbell. Did you say he might be involved tonight for the 23s or or is he is he still uh, injured and can't do that? Might be at least uh, he was on the training pitch last uh, or since the beginning of, of this week again, like he missed uh, um, the weekend. Anyhow, in terms of in terms of training, also the game for, for Newcastle, uh, we will see. So, um, yeah, at the moment, it's, it's a bit unpredictable, but uh, at least he was on the training pitch in the last days. It could be that he's involved this afternoon. Okay, excellent. Thanks for clearing that up. Um, just on the on the defenders that are injured, unfortunately, it sounds like Ozan Kabak's obviously struggling and Grant Hanley's out. I mean, that that's two big players for you that you're possibly going to miss both tomorrow. That must be a blow. Yes, and also Christopher Zimmerman is, is out, so he missed already more or less the, the whole season so far. Yes, of course, if then perhaps with Ozan is still a question mark. Anyhow, we'll see. How it, how it works out, but it's at least a, a big question mark anyhow behind this uh, availability. It's also not uh, not situation that you wish that uh, three centre-backs uh, are out anyhow, but we have also other options. So Jacob Lungi-Sirtensen can play in this position. We have also Ben Williams, who have played there, at least in the back three, for example, for, for um, Man United. So we have players who can play there. Um, yeah, perhaps, perhaps even um, Dimitri Janoulis uh, or um, um, Max Evans are capable if there's really emergency case to play there. So we will find some uh, some players who will defend in our last row. And um, yeah, it's not a situation that you like anyhow, but you can't choose. And uh, for that, we don't want to use this as any excuse or something like this. And, and Grant Hanley, obviously, you know, he's your leader, he's your captain. You know, not having him around, you know, sort of off the pitch is, is, is a blow as well because he's a leader for the players. Yes, big leader in the dressing room. And like I mentioned, we have a relatively young squad. And especially in times when you're struggling also a bit with confidence, uh, anyhow, then it's also important that you have your leaders in your dressing room. He's not. Um, so for that big blow, not just on the pitch, but also off the pitch. Yeah, but sometimes you can't choose, anyhow, and you have to accept that even this type of players are not available. And so we need to find some other solutions. Just talking, picking up on what Paddy was talking about, the DNA. I mean, obviously, I, th I think lots of people noticed that a couple of times against Leeds, you know, Grant Hanley had his head up and was looking perhaps for that longer ball. Are you conscious that, that you need to get away from that and get back to the kind of short passing or, or are you still happy to mix things up a little bit? Yes, on the other hand, we're also talking about Ozan Kabak, who was there with, a, I think, really good performance against Leeds, but then took a bit too much risk uh, in the build-up when he tried to do his yeah, the done trick anyhow, just 25 yards in front of our goal. Then you would say, come on, as close, so close to our goal. Um, yeah, perhaps not too much risk anyhow and uh, so for that it's always to find the the, the right balance anyhow and in, uh, in general you need to find the right balance between pragmatic and effective but also not losing your uh, dna and i got the feeling so in the last game especially in the last 20 minutes also a bit understandable yeah? we conceded after everyone after the equalizer everyone was bothering the home stadium was exploding and it, it felt like a, a key moment also in, in, in the season and you could really sense it and you know we would win this game and then you concede such a 2-1 and you know then confidence was away and I got the feeling the last 20 minutes we choose too much and you know to play the the ball too early uh, long because we don't have the players anyhow who are just they are fighting for second balls and and winning then the headers 
And um, yes, Leeds was pretty concentrated defending. Anyhow, it's then not easy to to open them up. It's it's important to to stick also to all believings. Not easy in such a period where we are in, but uh, also quite important. Anyhow, and, and this is also what uh, I want to bring a bit into the to the players' heads and also their hearts. Anyhow, don't lose our our confidence. Although it's struggling, just concentrate. Don't think too much on the uh, about the table right now. We we are there with two points after ten games. We don't even have the right at the moment to speak about point gap or whatever so it's more like concentrate on what is important for our game and uh, definitely one thing is important to be good in, in, uh, in possession as good as possible on this absolutely um brentford have obviously done well to, at the start of the season you said yourself what what do you think they've done differently to norwich you know aside from the obvious and, and get points on the board what have they done differently as a fellow promoted side <sighs> First of all, like I mentioned, they deserve all the praise. They were able to keep this group together, especially also in the in the defenses group together. Um, uh, anyhow, we're able with two or three really good signings. Anyhow, to 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 support uh, their team. I think Aya was quite important for their for their defense. They opted also to spend money on, on two midfield players. Anyhow, um, it's always a bit easier for a team who is really good in terms of defending. They were always unbelievably compact with their back five at the back and. Um, concentrates a bit on set pieces, on long throw-ins, on, on corner kicks, uh, to find it a bit easier anyhow in the first year after after promotion, a bit like Sheffield United did uh, two years uh, two years ago. Um, yeah, but it's also about fine margins. Like I mentioned, they use also a bit like the the, the gift of the fixture list. First home game was against uh, pretty much um, Arsenal side with not their key players away, but they used this moment to to win the first three points. Anyhow, then you have already the first win uh, on board, then they were there was a draw in the way game, back-to-back unbeaten, already four points. Then you go with confidence and a bit less pressure into the last games. I think this was also, went also a bit in their uh, in their favor, but uh, you have to give them compliments how they used also this, uh, this moment. And uh, to be there already right now at this moment with 12 points, yeah, lots of respect for this. Uh, they deserve all the praise. And uh, they've had a really good start, yes. And obviously the fans, you know, the Brentford fans, it's all new to them. They've never been in the Premier League, you know, so so this is perhaps the pressure's off them a little bit. Whereas Norwich fans, you know, you said yourself, Norwich are aiming to finish 17th. Is it a little, little bit more pressure coming from the Norwich fans, do you think, as, as opposed to what Brentford have? Yes, perhaps expectations because it's, it's not uh, unbelievably new. I, I don't think... Um, for example, against Watford, we were, were a bit lost a bit our nerves because the expectation was also too, so high. Anyhow, that after tough home games and really good home games um, um, in the in the weeks before, then it's more like yeah, they expect of course a bit more than a side in comparison to a side with all respect, but is playing the first time since yeah more or less um, ages anyhow on on, uh, on this level and was a bit more reminded to two years ago when we had also a bit more euphorism in, 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 our, in our game, in our home games. So we had then also a bright start with, with two wins in the first five games against uh, against Newcastle and uh, Man City then. And we're starting then after a really good start and you know, with many points uh, on this level. Then it's more like when it, it started to get normal to play on this level, then we start a bit to, to struggle a bit. And yes, could be the same for, for Brentford, but they also have a chance to do it better in comparison to what we have done two years two years ago we'll see what the outcome is for for right now you have to say so far so good they deserve all the praise um yes and they have a good uh, good solid uh, foundation and yeah let's see how it develops and just finally lots of people this week have been talking about your future you know 
whatever's going to happen with you, that one of the mantras of Norwich City at the moment is ignore the noise. I'm guessing you're kind of talking about that in your head, saying to everyone, I'm going to ignore the noise because, you know, people, other people talking about your future has no bearing on your future, I guess you'd say. Yes, I'm also meanwhile used to it anyhow. So on this level, you are either unbelievable praise yeah, two months ago, anyhow, um, again, was praised as, yeah, when I when I signed a new contract, anyhow, then it's more like the most important news uh, for the next decade and 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 um, championship manager of the month uh, of the year, and and I think I was runner up behind uh, Pep, even on manager in England, uh, highly praised. Uh, anyhow, then yeah, you have a poor start, anyhow, and then the rotten tomatoes are flying. flying. I, I mentioned this even in the, in the moments uh, when I was more or less on uh, on top. I was not running around right now. Uh, at, at this moment and, and trying to explain everyone how football works. So uh, I always try to stay balanced. And for that, I'm also not right now running around and, and doubting myself and ourselves too much anyhow. So with all humbleness and, and um, but also like uh, for that, I, I don't have to question myself too much also what we've done then uh, also in the past. And for that, it's, it's really for me, it's also not to no ignore the noise. It's more like to focus on what is important and how to, to go forward because yeah, the last 10 games we can't influence uh, again. It's also not important what happened last season or uh, three years ago we won the championship title, just like what is important for this group of players in, in heading forward. And for that, I'm, I'm fully convinced that I can improve and help this, uh, this group anyhow. And this is my, my only topic because, yes, I've got so much passion for this group and so much passion and, uh, for this club. And I'm so proud also to be allowed to work in this responsible role for this fantastic club. So I want to do... Uh, well, and, and for that, I'm not concerned or concentrated on, on myself. I'm just concentrated really with all my energy in, in order to improve our, our point tally and, and also to improve our players. Thanks, Daniel. All the very best. Thank you.